When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to The View from the Gladys Street podcast on the Royal Blue Channel. I'm your host, Ian Kroll, and this week I'm joined by Rob Astle. How are you, Rob? Good, thanks, mate, you? Yeah, not too bad. Just uh, the one guest this week. Does that make you feel a little bit special? Oh yeah, got the red carpet off for me, haven't you? Certainly have. Um, just wanted to point out we are not recording this podcast in our usual home of the Royal Blue Studio due to unforeseen coronavirus circumstances. We've had to adapt, so we're doing this podcast from home. Our dedication clearly knows no bounds. Um, so if our audio quality isn't as good as usual, then this is why, and I do apologise, but hopefully it should be fine. Um, anyway, Rob... How are you first? Are you good anyway? Yeah, symptom free, so all good. I'm not in isolation, yeah. Same, same here, which is obviously why we are um, pulling out all the stops to record this podcast. But let's talk about football and, and coronavirus, um, you know, situations. Monday, Everton should have been playing Liverpool in the final Merseyside derby of the season. But the world has basically been gripped by a global um Pandemic. I mean, I suppose that's one way of getting out of playing Liverpool, isn't it? What 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 have you made of the past week? It's just been like the weirdest week ever. Really, you know, even the start of the week before when um, after we got beat by Chelsea. Ever since then, it's just kind of snowballed into this like mini apocalypse, and like it, footy's just taking a back seat, really, hasn't it? Like I think. I'd spoken to people earlier on before the derby in like a few days before and then and we were like, yeah, there's no way that's going ahead. Absolutely no way. And if it was, it would have been behind closed doors, which would have been the weirdest experience as well ever. You know, watching a derby with absolutely no fans in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it like the world's just, like it's falling apart in it. And, you know, Footy takes a back seat until, until it manages to fix itself. I mean, obviously, this is kind of just spiral out of control following them from probably last Wednesday when the Manchester City Arsenal game was cancelled, wasn't it? Yeah, because they had, didn't they have, um, it was Arsenal, wasn't it? Arteta had said he Sorry. needed to self isolate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, I don't think it had broken at the time that Arteta had had the coronavirus, but it was because it was because they, the, the Arsenal players had come in contact with the, the Olympiacos player, yeah, that was it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's they made the decision to to postpone the game. Obviously, it wasn't cancelled. It was it would have been postponed. But you know there was no decision kind of made on the Liverpool Atletico game, and that that went ahead, um, which is now seems crazy because Madrid is one of the worst hit places, yeah, yeah. hit areas in Europe, and you know I, I just think were they too late in cancelling football matches last week at the time. I don't know, because I think the week before, the weekend before, hadn't it, the Italians had basically said they were playing behind closed doors, which was fine. You know, it, you know, you, you minimise the risk if you're playing behind closed doors. And then I knew earlier on in the week as well, P- 
PSG played Dortmund, didn't they, on the same night? And their game was behind closed doors. And it honestly got astounded me as to why that Liverpool game was just a just like a normal night on the telly. You know, you know, it, it was just just not a normal game of footy and 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 then after that, slowly but surely, like I was away with work at the time and I left Belgium on the Thursday and it was like, yeah, this place is just going into lockdown now. The continent's going into lockdown, you know, and you just knew then there was no way footy was going to carry on past past that day because I think on that Thursday as well, there was Europa League games, wasn't there? And they were all behind closed doors as well. And it, were they too late? I, I don't know. It's hard, really, isn't it? Because I mean, they probably didn't really know what they were dealing with at the time. The powers that be. I mean, I know just former Everton player Wayne Rooney was kind of like scathing of of the powers that be and the, the people in charge of at least not playing the Atletico Madrid Liverpool game behind behind closed doors. But really, probably should have just been called off in the first place. Called off, in the, yeah. Because and I think as well, I think on the Thursday or the Friday, the Premier League kind of took it into their own hands as well. And, and not even the Premier League, the the, the EFL as well. Because the government had said, yeah, you know, no change, things will still go ahead. And I remember Everton came out and said, there's going to be, we're, we're preparing for the derby as normal. And then all of a sudden, I think there might have been a meeting between the clubs privately and went, "Modelly, we can't do this. You look at the other leagues in the world, we can't do this, it's just not right. So obviously they've made the decision to, to call it off. I don't think they were too late in doing it. I think, you know, you can only go on the advice that your government's giving you really, can't you? They're the experts, they're the ones in, you know, they're the ones in charge. And because they said business as usual, we all thought that was business as usual. But obviously, things going on going on outside the UK have spiralled, and here we are. I mean, if, if you actually think back, though, as well, like I'm not, I'm not being critical of anyone. It's, it's, a, it's a ridiculous situation that we find ourselves in. But Friday, I, I went into work preparing to go to the Everton press conference ahead of the Liverpool game. Um, you know, I think we were kind of in all expecting the the, the Premier League or at least the, the weekend's fixtures to be called off and postponed. But then it broke that. I think at first it said the entire Everton squad were in isolation because one player had reported symptoms. But the Premier League still hadn't um, postponed any of the games. So they kind of got taken out of the Premier League's hands, really. Like Everton players are on the advice of medical you know, experts and, and the government were now having to self-isolate for at least seven to 14 days because they'd been around someone who's showing showing symptoms. So there was no way they could have played the derby in the first place. And it wasn't just Everton as well, because Man City come out and said uh, Benjamin Mendy had come into contact, hadn't he? Um, then you had Arteta, I think a Leicester player as well. Um, or a couple of Leicester players had gone through the same, gone through the same, um, the same thing. So it, it was just a weird few days, really, in for everything, you know, connected to football no one kind of knew what was going on and but here we are now without football until at least I'm not sure when it is well obviously they've they've suggested or they've put in a plan in place that it's going to be up until the 4th of April haven't they or the 3rd of April which is at the moment is that realistic Um, I don't know I, I Probably best ask on Westminster, really, aren't you? If that's realistic, because maybe if we're on the sorry, we're on the eighteenth of, of March now, so give or take three and a half weeks. Yeah. I mean, but they've cancelled the the Grand National now, yeah. so that's a, obviously another sporting event where thousands of people would attend. It's very un, well, it's very unlikely that 
football is going to return on that date, or Premier League football at least. The only way I can see it returning on that date is if it's behind closed doors. That's the only way. The only contingency plan they've got there is to play behind closed doors. There's no way crowds will go to that game morally, you know, to protect themselves. And I don't think they'd be allowed in any way. It's just, I just can't see. I can't see when we're going to play football again, if, we're being, if I'm being perfectly honest. I don't see as, I don't see as, I can't see the next time some competitive sport's going to be played the way the world's going at the minute. You know, France, is, France are in, you know, are in lockdown, aren't they? Everyone's closing the borders. It, it's just, the for the foreseeable, I don't think anyone can say it really, can they? When, well, the only, the one event that seems to be gathering a bit of traction to say that it is going to carry on is the Olympics and that's coming from the Japanese emperor or prime minister or president, whatever you want to call them. But that is July, so that is a way off. But there's events in and around that those dates anyway that have kind of said well, there's more than likely going to postpone as well. Obviously, we won't go into the Olympics. So, But obviously, this is a very, very serious situation. But, you know, if football is to return which obviously, hopefully at some point it will. Boring, it? <laughs> yeah, it is boring. Um, not much to do. Can't can't bet and lose all your money on gambling, can you? But what what happens with the with the leagues? Not just the Premier League. You've got every, there's, there's hundreds of leagues around the um, Europe and the world that aren't finished. Um, and there's, you know, a very, very good chance that they won't be finished until a long time if, you know, they, they want them they want them to be finished so there's four options really in, in terms of the, the Premier League that I've that I've looked up on and it's number one finish the season no matter what number two declare the season null and void number three declare it null and void but give Liverpool a title and or basically declare it null and void and, and give the players and the teams where they finished those those positions and take and take the table as it is on the final on the final table. Um so how do, how do you see it? What what happens? It's the million dollar question, and it just seems to be I think it's the only space they can fill on news channels at the minute, really, with all sport news channels because of what's gonna happen, but because there's no sport being played. But I think You know what? It's all well and good saying, oh, I'll declare it null and void and make Liverpool not the champions because as funny as that would be, I just don't I just don't foresee how that's how that's ethically right, if I'm being honest with you. And 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 I'm not just talking about them, I'm talking about the clubs who are fighting for champions. Look at Leicester. Leicester could be getting Champions League football this next season based on their current form and where they are in the league. So what do we do what do we do? Null and void, so they start again without European football next year. You look at the likes of Take Everton, for example. I know we're 11th or 12th now, but we asked them with a chance of Europe. So we just meant to sit there and accept the 12th place financial, you know, financial givens and no European football next year. I know we are in extraordinary circumstances, but there has got to be like some logic behind this. And those options there, they kind of like, the null, the null and void ones kind of come about probably towards June time, don't they? When you think about it, you think about if you if you want to start next season afresh in August, if we can play football in August, then the null and void ones have got to come in as your last you know your last possible. 
Well, I feel like I feel like I spilled over my words for those um, for those options. So let me read them out again, just so we're clarified. There's four options, and I think I only read out three. Um, so from what I can gather, it's number one: finish the season, no matter what. So whenever it takes. Number two: declare the season null and void. Number three is null and void, but give Liverpool the title because they've been that far ahead and there's no relegation. Number four, take the table as it stands now. But can you... No, just on the, on the final three, really, null and void and give Liverpool a title and no relegation. Okay, Liverpool are, are far, like, 25 points ahead, but... They're not confirmed champions. Not confirmed champions, are they? You know, you can't... If, if they are given the title like that... It will always be have a, a bit of a taint, oh, be tainted, yeah, it'll won't be, it? It'll be the title they never won, and I know they're only one or two wins away from it. But anything can happen in football. Yeah, ethically, that number three option there isn't right because you've got clubs. Then, if there's no relegation, what do you do? Do you bring up the top two teams from each league then and say, "Well, all right, then we'll bring you guys up and extend the league size," or Who's to lead the championship at the minute? Is it West Brom? West Brom and Leeds. West Brom and Leeds. So you just say to West Brom and Leeds, oh, you go again, lads. If there's obviously been talk of a 22-team no, league as well. That's just yeah, another option. If there's, if there's no relegation, that number three option for me, ethically, that's not right. That that you and, and you open yourself up to like a ridiculous amount of lawsuits from all sorts of clubs with that one. Everyone would have a, everyone would have a claim against that. The table is stands the final table again. That's similar because you've got. Who's the bottom three at the minute? Norwich, Villa, Villa and Bournemouth. And Bournemouth. And a lot of them teams are all on the same points. You know, Norwich aren't far off. I'm not saying they'll stay up, but they're not far off. It's certainly not out of the question that they'll be able to survive exactly. in yeah, the exactly. final game. Yeah, you know, if they're not, if they, it's the same as Liverpool. If they're not winning, the, if they're not, if they're not winning the title, they can't say that Norwich are gonna go down. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a it th- those last two options there and option number two as well it's a, it's a poison chalice in it but option number two for me is the last like right we can't go any further you know option two declare the season null and void completely that, that's like that is like this virus has gripped everything now but we do see a way out that we can start the league leagues again in August. And uh, as normal, but there's no way we're going to finish these in time. For me, you've got to aim to finish the season no matter what, as, uh, and take it to like the last, the last potential point. So the Euros were meant to take place was at the 11th of June to the 11th of July. And some I, I saw a thing on the internet the other day saying there's 92 Premier League games left to play this season, so that's nine weeks worth of games. You could arguably fit that in. Condense that. To, you could do two a week. You could do two. You could do two a week. You go Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday for the the remainder of the season. FA Cup. That's the that's the only other domestic trophy you've got to think of there. And then for the European champ, the European games. Do them over a block week of seven days. One for the Europa League. One for the one for the um, the Champions League. And fit try and condense it into the four or five week when the Euros was meant to be. It might spill over a little bit. And then maybe delay the season by a week or two next year. But again, you'll have to condense some games early doors, like go Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, early on. 
So we, we're playing. You're going to be playing catch up for a long time, aren't you? Basically, and because you've got to be careful if you're playing the Euros next year, which is all well and good. But the 21-22 season will be a little bit different because people are going to be aiming to go for the 22 World Cup in Qatar, which play, takes place in November, December, is it? So they've got it for me. They've got to do it by middle of July. If it's not done by middle of July, then you. You're into you're into uncharted territory there. So is that? I mean, UEFA have kind of said this week that they want all domestic leagues leagues finished by thirtieth of June. So, are you do you think they'll extend that then to a, to a point if they if they think the coronavirus is you know is dwindling a little bit and they think well it, we'll give it another month we'll we'll buy ourselves a bit more time and try and finish the rest of the seasons maybe, within yeah, that maybe. month it's like it's like it, you can probably compare football like to the world can't you in some in the way like the general world's working you t- you're taking each day as it comes you know you, you hear stories about how some countries are starting to get back to normal in southeast asia now over with coronavirus who've been crippled with coronavirus but then so you know, in a few weeks' time, we might be able to start playing football again. You never know. You you know, it's take each day as it comes. But for me, ethically, morally, and for the just for the good of, for the good of the the game as well, finish the season. Just finish it. I I don't want to miss out on Europe next year. I don't want to be not get Europe by default. You know, I'd be I'd be gutted. But would we, if it was. Based on last season's positions, would we finish seventh, eighth? Did we finish? Is that what you so so? That's what I mean. I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. How do they pick your? You know, how do you pick the European teams? You know, I mean, the city ban is still hanging over exactly. them as well. You know, the so this this is like the maddest thing I've ever seen happen in football. Like the only time the sporting events I've ever I ever remember being postponed by like for severe circumstances was the Grand National in the early 90s and they played they, they ran it on the Monday I think that's the only time I've ever known this to, to, to really like and it, it, I think it just goes to show the severity of the situation that football's now found itself in this situation I mean what what if it starts getting into you know territory of the the season or, or you know August and September and stuff like that and we still haven't Played any games or never mind, like a couple of games. Again, sure. Surely, then you you're looking at a bit of a you know a push for it to be null and void because you just don't know how it would work. Then you're basically going into next season, then yeah. aren't you? Like I said, you you you're null and void is your last last resort, isn't it? Really, that's like the oh no, we better look, guys. We've tried to do this. We've tried to we've tried to play. But we just physically can't do it. That's that's what you're looking at there. But then you, you get you just opening you're opening up a can of worms for some clubs. And I'm going to open up more can of worms here, just in terms of other things that can happen. You've got contract issues. So you know, as it stands, if you're out of contract with a club this season, more than likely your contract is going to finish on the 30th of June, which I think is why UEFA have kind of pinpointed that date but you've also got players out injured now just just giving examples Gabama for one but the, the example that I was going to give was Tottenham have got key players out injured now who can't play football now if the season was still running so you, it was a Harry Kane and Son 
So, you know, more than likely, if they didn't pick up coronavirus and they recovered from their injuries, they could be back playing football. Um, I'm, I'm fit, you know, June, July, when the season shouldn't really be playing, but they could be playing. Is that fair as well? Speechless. Yeah, that's just it. This is the situation we're in. It's it, it's absolutely mental. And then what happens, like, all right, from from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong on this because I might have read it wrong, but Finch Farm closed for seven days, didn't it? Once. On Friday, um, it definitely shut down, and it's still shut down it's now. It's shut down. Now, if, are we going to start training again over the weekend? Or are we going to start training again next Monday? Because when you think about it, right, I mean, I'm not saying, I don't know whether we are or not, but what you run the risk of here, you run the risk of the players having like, it's going to turn into a mini pre-season again. And I just think, at least with footballers, they kind of live a bit, they can kind of live a bit, live a bit of an isolated lifestyle, can't they? They can train with people who are in a clean, safe environment. They can go home you know, put them under strict orders. So you could have them training like quite frequently and quite regularly. But it's, how long is he training for without playing? And then, like you said there, again, play, getting players back injured. You know, we might have a fully fit midfield by, midfield by June, it'd be great. But, is again, is that ethically right? And in terms of, you're spot on in terms of what you're saying, but imagine if Everton do come back training Saturday because they're allowed to. I'm just, just, it's just like, like I'm just kind of making this up, really. But the rest of the, the 19, other 19 Premier League teams can't go back training. Everton have got a, an advantage, an edge, because they've been training longer than the likes exactly. of... Yeah, you know, yeah. if, if if teams can't train, they're not going to be fit enough, are they? I know um, a couple of news outlets were, were reporting that, you know, the likes of Manchester United, the training was cancelled for them. I think pretty much, even if... Um, you know, a member of the, the the squad in your football team hasn't, you know, reported symptoms of coronavirus. I think training's pretty much off anyway. I think that I think that that is the case. But you know, fitness levels are a huge thing in in football, in sport, in it in any sport. We we get that. But if a team goes back training now and has a couple of three or four weeks advantage, then you know. We can't go back playing football and you even say, right, you need to start playing. Four weeks, five weeks training ahead of a team who hasn't trained at all. It's it's quite clear who's going to have the, the competitive edge, isn't it? Exactly. You know, it's, again, it's another can of worms. And it'd be interesting to see what happens after this weekend, what your club, what your club's doing. I heard Frank Lampard doing a, a, giving an interview today on um, uh, Hudson Adoy and saying that he was doing well. And I'm thinking, are you doing that? At Chelsea's training ground, are you there? Are you with the players? You know what's what's your what's your situation? What's their situation? So it's just a massive can of worms, and and whatever happens now between the end of the season, nothing will be certain. Whenever in terms of like you know future states, because some clubs can just go, we don't think it, we don't think it was legally right that you carried on playing because these had an unfair advantage, like you just said there, etc. etc. So. You're not, you're not going to please everyone either way with whatever happens. I know this is a ridiculous situation and, you know, we can't even comprehend it because it's never, ever happened before. And as far as we know in our in our lifetime, uh, well, as far as we know, it definitely hasn't happened in our lifetime. But there's teams who are 
who are going to be annoyed no matter what. And it's obviously teams who are at the high end of the table and at the low end of the table because at the end of the day, their season's going to be affected by something that's probably not going to be in their hands. The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The View from the Gladys Street podcast. I get, yeah, again, it, but it, nothing's in our hands at the minute, is it? It's in the- Good job we're crapping, just averaging in the middle of the league, isn't it? Because oh, be, I, I, I think I texted you this the other day. I, I'd be gutted if we were meant to play, you know, a semi-final or in a Champions League place at the minute because you don't know what the outcome's going to be. At least with bang average mid-table, nothing's going to change. Nothing changes for us, does it really? It's just the case of if and when we can start playing again. And the other kind of ways which I'm going to open, I did briefly mention it there, but player contracts, again, just an example that, that I'm going to use. Imagine if you've you've got a, I don't know who will be out there, but a, a striker who's scoring quite a lot of goals for you, but you know he's leaving at the end of the season on the 30th of June. Like yeah, you're not happy that he's going, but you can accept that he's gone because he's going on to bigger, be- bigger, better things. He leaves on the thirtieth of June, but the season's still not complete. Again, <laughs> that's just not fair, is it? Because they shouldn't be playing. Re- they shouldn't. Well, they shouldn't be playing football after a certain time because you know he was registered to that club for that season, and now he's. He's not there. I think. I think with that though, I think FIFA or UEFA or whoever will come in and say, mitigating circumstances will give you, like, will give you like a grace period if both parties can agree to it. So like, if there's, if let's say for argument's sake, have we got anyone on loan? I don't think we have, have we? On loan and are playing for us now, um, Sadibi. Oh, Sadibi. Yeah, for argument's sake, Sadibi. We might say to Monaco. Look, we want to keep him to the end of our domestic league. He wants to stay. Can we extend this loan and then come the end of once that's finished? There'll be there'll be conversations being had there. I think with that, I don't think you can easily because imagine like, let's say there's a player like desperate to like who, who's like banging form for like a club threatened with relegation, and all of a sudden he's gone because he can't play the last few games. That's unfair. There's a let you know you've got there'll be agreements made there. I think with that, so. I mean, just to kind of summarise on that, for me, personally, my opinion, you know, out of the four options that we kind of stated there, I'm sure there's a couple more and um, that people will be happy to, you know, give their and voice their opinion on, but the, out of the four, the two options for me are finish the season. And I wouldn't just say no matter what, I think the season has to be finished, but it certainly has to be finished by a, a certain time and a certain date. Um, and unfortunately, the second one is... Another viable option declared the season null and void. I just think the other the other two options null and void and give Liverpool a title and no relegation. I, I, they Liverpool won't want the title given to them. And they can they can say it all he wants. They can say, "Well, we were twenty five points ahead, but how many games were left? How many games are left to play? Mathematically, it's not. It wasn't. It, yeah, it's yeah, not you, finished. You, you, it, it should only be done on certainties at the end of the day. I mean. <laughs> If it's declared null and void, does that mean we have to start with Marco Silva next year? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Imagine Carlo going back to Napoli. I'm, I'm sure he won't want to go back to yeah. Italy. <laughs> but the, the fourth option, take the table as it as it stands. You, you just can't do it because, again, the amount of games that are left, okay, Liverpool are that many points ahead. Anything can happen. Completely anything can happen. The likes of Aston Villa and Bournemouth and Norwich, mm-hmm. you know, they're in a, a group of 
a relegation fight, any one of them can avoid relegation. And you're talking, you're talking as well, hundreds of millions of pounds here. Let's take, take away the positioning. Let's say we finish, let's say we're 12th now, between 12th and 8th, that's millions. That's like a small fortune. Father Mashiri's not going to sit back and just go, well, I, I feel, you know, I'll accept that kind of thing. Personal opinion on it is, football can be a very controlled environment. And especially without fans, it can be an even more controlled environment. And I do think we'll start playing these games behind closed doors soon. That's my personal opinion. Or if they play behind closed doors, it will be during that period of the Euros, depending on the situation at the time. And they'll be be streamed um, via certain channels. You won't be able to go and congregate, blah, blah, blah. But that's my personal opinion what will happen because I can't foresee them never finishing the league. I can't foresee that ever happening because that just opens so much crap for clubs, the FA, the lot to deal with. I I, I completely agree. I, 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 I do. I just think it's just got to be those two options. It's finished the season by a certain date and if you can't do it, then unfortunately... It, it is null and void. That's they're they're the only two viable options for me, and I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying it with me me Everton you know hat on. I, I, I'm genuinely not. I, I don't want this coronavirus to exist. Uh, I want you know I want the season to finish, and you know probably more like highly likely that Liverpool were gonna go on and, and win the league again. Who am I to say that was definitely gonna happen? You you just you just don't know, do you? You never know. And if it can't finish, then it's it's unfortunately got to be null and void and you, you start again, you know, within a reasonable time of this year, as long as the coronavirus has, you know, started to, do, to dwindle a little bit. I mean, you mentioned the Euros there, obviously the right decision without a doubt to postpone it to 2021 and how ironic that UEFA organise a tournament across 14 countries in Europe and you get the biggest global <laughs> pandemic in the history of the world. That's the most evident thing to happen to UEFA, that, isn't it? That's it. <laughs> Crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, Angelotti's used social media the past couple of days to obviously tell people to remain calm, and he was spotted on. Um, I think it was Cros Crosby, or was it? Formby Beach, yeah. What, yeah. Anyway. what a guy Angelotti is. Do you know what though? And credit to these people using the, not just Angelotti, the credit to the likes of them using their voice to, you know, to bring calm and bring reason to the to what's going on in the world at the minute you know Jürgen Klopp did something similar you know I can't stand the man but you know but fair play to fair play using the using the position like Duncan Ferguson did one today on Instagram I'm not sure if you've seen it again just using his influence on people to just remain calm and just be we'll get through it kind of thing okay Um, any other business you think we need to discuss Richardson's haircut. What what have you made of that? He's been keeping everyone entertained how, on social media. How bored must you be if you do if that that's how boring life is at the minute? He's he's going back to nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, obviously, if you, I'm sure you you have not you have noticed, but um, Richardson's had his haircut in the in the form of Brazil legend Ronaldo. I, I, to be I'll be honest with you. I thought it looked a bit ropey, to be honest. It, it didn't look straight. Professional hasn't done that, have they? He's definitely done that himself, He's hasn't done he? done that himself, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there's not really much else to talk about at the moment. I know it's all coronavirus stuff. I, I know there was talk last week before all this kicked off about a new definitive contract offer for Leighton Baines. Um, how, how gutted would you be if... 
um, that didn't go through. Because and of this. Because of the, well, not because of this, but it didn't go through because he just wanted to, to do something else. And that's kind of the last time you, you've seen know, yeah. Leighton Baines in it. It's, un, it's unfinished business, isn't it? You know, he's a, he's a legend, Leighton Baines. For me, he's, he, he's the best player I've probably seen play for Everton. Or he's up there in the, the, the team of the best players that I've seen play for Everton. You know, and I'd be gutted if the last, my last sight of Leighton Baines was... Um, what was it? I can't even remember. Played in that United game, didn't he? And then he got dropped for the Chelsea game. And he was great against United as well. You know, he, he, he was fantastic there. Oh, before Chelsea, before we got smashed. Oh, yeah, let's just let's just erase that from all memory. Let's null and void that. I, yeah, let's <laughs> null and void it. Let, let, yeah. Let's start how we mean to go on. Yeah. <laughs> Though to be fair, that Leighton Baines uh, decision to drop him for the Chelsea game, I was a bit gutted for yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, uh, Dean's there on merit. He, he has been, but he has. I thought Baines probably should have been there on merit as well. Really. Yeah, definitely because he played the previous two games. Was it? He? he played. Yeah. 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 And he was great in both of them. He was fantastic, and he's classy as ever. Leighton Baines, isn't he? he? He did. He does the simple things good, and then he's a, he's a bit of a silent leader, isn't he? You know, he know he knows how that defense should work. He knows what his, his job should be. And I was gutted to see him pulled out the team because I don't think personally Lucas Dean's been playing particularly well. But um, you know, if he gets if he gets game time. Um, between now and the end of whenever, great. You know, it'd be great to see him again. And I really, really do hope he stays for one more year because he's just cool, isn't he? Well, he is cool. He is a a true Everton legend. Um, well, we we are living at this moment in time in uncertain times. Um, not really sure how to finish the podcast off, really, other than just to say there is obviously not going to be any football for the foreseeable future. So. You know, we will try our best to to bring you at least one podcast um, a week, whether that's just the Royal Blue or whether that is the fan fan podcast as well. I know the guys did a um, a Royal Blue podcast on Monday. What are we now? Wednesday. I've completely lost that. There's no Saturdays for me anymore. It's just like rolled into one. Well, we are officially in our office. We're like we're working from home, so um, a lot of the stuff that we do will be done from home from now on. So we're lucky in, in that sense, but in, in terms of podcast, um, if there's anything that you want us to discuss over the, the coming weeks, we will we'll do our utmost to, to bring content and the, the podcasts to you, as long as we don't go into some sort of... Isolation ourselves. Yeah, isolation yeah. and, you know, Italy slash um, Madrid-style lockdown, which, you know... Could feasibly happen. It certainly yeah, yeah. could feasibly happen. So a quiz next? A quiz would be a good one, wouldn't it? Yeah, do like a... Like a three courses the season quiz or something like that just today I know but we it need like a host obviously like me and then it needs so, like need two other people as well phone in phone in you could do like a I'm sure we'll be able to do like a Skype yeah, yeah. have you got Skype yeah have you yeah well we did a quiz at the end of last season Um, it was the big fat Everton quiz of last season basically that's what it was so that that did go down well so we could we could do that that could be an option so if there's anything that you think we sh- um we should talk about or you, you think we should get off our chest or just send us questions and um, we'll look at putting a plan together for for content and we'll hopefully bring you um still the same amount of podcasts that we do um over over the next couple of weeks 
other than that, Rob, um, anything else to get off your chest before we, we finish for, for the week? I just miss football. That's all it is. I just miss it. It, it. it just plays such a big part of people's lives, doesn't it? You know, I kind of plan my your life around football. Around for it really, and it just feels like, you know, is this what happens to people on Saturdays when they don't go to the match? Is this what they're like? Is they're like well, I, I, I was working Saturday, Sunday, and I woke up on Saturday, ready to go into work, and a complete mind block. I thought to myself, oh, I'll put a bet, bet on today, just a little bet, because I haven't had one for a while. And then I was like, what am I going to bet on? I, I realised straight away what I thought. I saw someone I saw someone betting on, um, on the Mexican leagues or something like that the other day, and he was like, yeah, trying to get an ache of there is just the worst thing in the world. It's just... <laughs> It's just like no, any, anyone can beat anyone kind of thing. And yeah, just... Has it not hit Mexico? It has, but they're still playing football because Turkey is still playing football, aren't they? Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, fingers crossed we get it back soon. All right, well, yeah, fingers crossed we do get it back soon. Obviously, that is the... Well, the first, the first thing that we, you know, start getting rid of this coronavirus and then hopefully everything else will follow and sports and football and Everton, more importantly, will... Will return. So, Rob, um, thank you for making the efforts to come on the View from Gallery Street podcast in this worrying, uncertain coronavirus times. Um, and thank you for listening to the View from Gallery Street podcast on the Royal Blue Channel. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.